TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Pezik gaining the line. He takes a shot. Rebound! He shot that up in the air. It's right to go and freeze. Where's the puck? Hansel tries for it, it falls right in the back oh of his pants, Lord. and watch this, oh it's laying Lord. in his pants, and he's going to take it, right there, right into the net, you can see the puck laying on the top of his pants, on his jersey, in the net, you see it? Yeah, I see it, but I've never seen nothing like this before, it's Christmas, Ever. it's Christmas. View of the play, the puck did cross the line, we have a good goal. <laughs> One of the greatest in, (laughs) dare I say, franchise history, certainly in the last 10 years. Folks, we are coming up on the 10-year anniversary of butt goal this December 23rd. Now, the schedule maker did us no favors. We don't get Arizona at home on that night this December, but we do see the Sabres in Arizona the week before on a road trip. So you can bet we're going to be reliving that. We're doing teams of the day, starting with the A's here in the month of August, Anaheim, Arizona, Atlanta. We'll get to Atlanta coming up. But when it comes to Coyote memories, Marty, that night alone, last game before the Christmas holiday break, Sabres were shorthanded due to illness. They were skating with only 10 forwards in the game, and Drew Stafford left early in the game, Mm -hmm. I think, with a penalty that had him ejected. So they were down to nine forwards. And the goal by Mark Pesek, it was his first career goal in a win. It was his first goal that season. He had scored one other time prior in his NHL career. It was in the last minute of a blowout loss at home to the New York Rangers. (laughs) The only reason I remember it vividly was his family, especially mom, was in attendance. So the game had no meaning other than the fact that Mark finally got a goal in front of his family. But this one allows Pesic to live in Sabres lore. And what a crazy call that was that we just heard with Razor and RJ. You see it? Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I, yeah I see it. I, I, I'm blind, Razor. I can see. I'm, I'm, I look. I'm looking at the monitor. It's in his pants, and he takes it all over the blue, line, the red line. It's in the net. Um, and this was a tough time, I must say, through Sabers. 
and their the fans desire to lose games and in Arizona and Buffalo being two teams that were lower in the standings and this was an OT it was almost like nobody wanted the extra point it was a 1-1 game and then it just so happened that I tell my my goalies all the time like you keep yourself above the goal line you don't retreat into the net you never know where the puck is and these loose pants that Mike Smith always wear and his jersey tucked into the back allowed for the puck to just find a pocket right there below the number 41 and slide himself into the net unbelievable what i mean what's also crazy about about that particular game um you know that they, they were playing shorthanded as i mentioned um and having just discussed what we did about um, Ryan Miller and, you know, his time against Anaheim, uh, here we are looking at him against Arizona. And the only reason they have a chance in the butt goal game is because Ryan stopped 36 of 37 in what was looking like it was going to be, you know, a disastrous night for them. But when you think of Arizona slash Phoenix here, as we focus on uh, teams of the day, what's your, uh, history with the desert dog i have two history two games that i remember and they're both in arizona in phoenix at the old phoenix suns arena downtown when they used to share it was not a hockey arena it was weird because the america fans west. at america west yeah the fans had obstructed view seats right above the goalie uh because it started higher it was made for basketball to go a lot lower the jumbotron was not in the center ice it was over a blue line because the middle of the building was not at center ice so it was it was weird but i remember in 2000 and three and we're going to january 18 2003 and i'm stretching on the red line before the game right and warm up and danny briere good buddy of mine obviously comes over he goes hey marty what's going on i'm like i'm good danny what's up he goes i haven't scored in a while let me get one today let me go. he always used to ask me for goals and danny from the time we were midget hockey junior hockey american league nhl he literally scored in every single game that he played against me. I'm not making that up. I could never stop him. He found, he had shots go off his shoulder and into the net. Like it just, he always found a way to score. Well, that game is a one nothing game. Miro Shatan scored a shorthanded goal early in the third. And Arizona Phoenix pulls their goalie late in the game, right? And I remember I'm making save. I'm making save. Danny's in front of the net, whacking at the puck. He shoots it. I hear, yeah. And just in the nick of time, Jay McKee's face stopped it behind me. It never went into the net. It hit Jay right in the face and it, and, and it hit the post and went over. And Danny's like, Oh, I thought that was in. I thought for sure. And we won one nothing. Danny for the first time did not score a goal against me. And sure enough, a month and a half later, trade deadline, Arizona says, Hey, Danny, if you can't score against Marty anymore, you're no good anymore. We're going to trade you to Buffalo for Chris Gratton. And Danny came up to Buffalo. I still think that my performance against Arizona on that January day in Phoenix made the fact that Arizona quit on Danny Briere because mm-hmm. he couldn't score against me. Well, thank goodness for that. That was one of only two career victories that you had against the Coyotes as a member <laughs> of the Sabres. Now, you fell right in between the two greats. Ryan was 6-0. and lifetime against the coyotes as a member of the sabers matching your record versus the ducks i don't know what was dom's problem but hashik was two three and three lifetime against arizona as a member of the sabers that makes no sense i can tell you what dom's problem was like the heat well, when you got to arizona it was was on the lazy river like he's on the lazy river all day 
He liked to be able to get some sun. He liked to maybe go to dinner and extend his dinner the night before. Usually it actually worked. Like I remember in the playoffs, like if, or maybe not playoffs, regular season, if he was having a slump, they'd say, let Dom go out all night and tomorrow he'll play good. In Arizona, it didn't work because there was the lazy river. Oh no. Spalding like Wi-Fi speaking Um, of lazy rivers. Can I tell you my second one quickly? Just because as we're dealing with Spalding like Wi-Fi right now. But here's here's my second memory of a game against Arizona. And we are going back to another January game in Arizona, but in 2002, where Vatslav Rada, in five minutes of action, late in the first period, hit Christopher Colanos from behind, mm-hmm. right by the penalty benches. Colanos was a right-handed shot, goes to dump the puck in, and Verada hits him in the numbers from behind, five feet away from the board. Colanos goes into the wall hard. They have to stretch him off, right? Uh, Verada gets thrown out. Everybody hated Václav Verada in the league. Sean Burke was not dressing that night. Sean Burke was nursing an injury, but I just got announced to the All-Star game. So, you know, we had seen the headline or whatever. So Berkey comes down from the press box and goes the elevator down to the ice level, runs around towards the Sabres locker room. He wants to beat the crap out of Verada. He wants to once and for all end this guy. And Verada gets thrown out. So Verada goes out the Zamboni door and starts walking towards the locker room. And here's Berkey coming around the turn. You piece of, you know what, Verada, you're a this, you're a this, you're a that. And he's in his face and he's yelling at him. And Verada looks at him and he goes, congratulations on making the All-Star game. And sticks his head out. And Sean Burke says, thank you, shakes his hand and walks the other way. (laughs) He goes... I didn't know what to do. I'm yelling at this guy, and this guy congratulates me on making the all-star game. And he goes, I totally froze, and I didn't know what to do. Oh, that is absolutely <laughs> amazing. Okay, well, there's your Arizona history. We'll see where both the Sabres and Coyotes end up this season. There's still some retooling being done in the desert. Uh, maybe Matt Della yeah. becomes their next signing. We'll see. Very quickly on Atlanta as a franchise. Uh, franchises, pardon me. Yes. <laughs> they, uh, the Flames... Uh, came in as Atlanta in 72-73, lasted through 79-80. And, of course, there were the Trashers from 99-2000 to 2010-11. Give me your favorite Atlanta memory as a member of the Sabres, presumably. Um, I never played well against the Atlanta Trashers. I did have a shutout my first game against them. Okay, so. how how poorly did you play against the Thrashers? Um, Probably an 870 save percentage and an over 3.5 yeah, well, goals against you, them. You went 4-9 and nine against yes. them. And, the you know, it still bothers me to, to see this. 44 lifetime games for the Sabres against the Thrashers. Yeah. 44 games. The Sabres won 20 of them. No, we were Atlanta was never any good. No, we Ever. were terrible against them. Oh. We used to let Danny Heatley score and then Hosa score and Kozlov scored and Yannick Trombley scored because I knew the guy and everybody's going to say, who the heck is Yannick Trombley? Exactly. And we lost to everybody there. I remember when Cunny was the coach there and Kovalchuk was there. Like we used to be like, we're, we're going to beat these guys and then we'd lose. Hated the one side of sweets in Atlanta at Phillips Arena that it was like just the balance was off. But my biggest memory of playing the Atlanta Trashers is the opening night home opener opening of the season in 2001 like let's remember Hasek got traded to Detroit that summer 
I'm the number one goalie now in Buffalo. And there's a ton of pressure coming with that after Dominic Hasek. So I go out for warm up at uh, the arena downtown and I come back to the locker room. I'm sitting in my stall and all of a sudden I feel nauseous. I feel nauseous. I'm going to get sick. I'm going to be sick. I'm nervous. I'm sweating. I'm trying to hide it. I don't want the players to see the guys see that I'm like going to throw up or anything. I took a beeline run to the bathroom duffer and I literally like was so sick. I came back. I was white as a ghost. I sat in my stall. I had a little Gatorade or whatever. And we went out. I played decent, but we lost two to one to the Atlanta Thrashers. And it was just the start of a, a bad year. Like it just started off a bad foot, losing to the Thrashers at home, two to one. But I thought if I win this game, I may have to like be like Glenn Hall, right? Like and go out and like Glenn Hall apparently threw up because of nerves before every game. Well, losing 2-1 to the Trashers, I said, I'm never doing that again. And uh, luckily, I never was sick again in an NHL game. No, but the one tradition that did hold true in the Buffalo-Atlanta history was Derek Roy being there to rescue the poorest (laughs) of poor efforts. This was incredible. Roy, on New Year's Day in 2010, the Thrashers had a 3-0 lead early against Buffalo. This was after the Bruins had hosted the Winter Classic, so the Sabres were playing later on that day on New Year's Day. And wouldn't you know it, Buffalo comes all the way back to win 4-3 in overtime. Now, this might not have been the masterpiece from Roy. It came off the glass and <laughs> right to him as the netminder. Was that Hedberg? Is that Moose? That's Moose. That's your on Hedberg, yeah. And uh, he's behind the goal. And the improbable comeback happens as Derek Roy would be the all-time Buffalo leading scorer in head-to-head games with the Thrashers. Did you know that not only was he more than a point a game against Atlanta, he had three career game winners against the Thrashers, all of them in overtime. (laughs) And there was a perfect way to start 2010 for Buffalo in what was a division-winning year, thanks to, in large part, the efforts of Ryan Miller, but obviously the offensive support cast. No, I'm obviously this is Ryan uh, Ryan Miller, Derek Roy being the right place, right time. These old partition with the big metal bars in between, a nice little kick. Tower Myers dumped it in; it goes right to the slot. Um, I remember we had a weird win in Atlanta that way, like a dump in that got in uh, against the Atlanta Thrashers. And I should remind people that our good friend Eric Bolton, Sabres alumni Eric Bolton. Mm-hmm. did, in fact, score a hat trick as a member of the Atlanta Trashers oh, no. against the New Jersey Devils. Yes. He had two against Brother and one against Johan Hedberg, I believe, who was with the Trashers for a while as uh, as well. And do you know why I remember that one vividly? Because of his celebration? He was on the same line with Chris Thornburn, I believe. No, I was working at NHL Network, so it was oh. pretty much like the highlight of the night. Like, Bolts <laughs> was probably the performer of the evening. Now, did you happen to notice a former Sabre? who was in that video clip when Roy scored the overtime goal for the Atlanta Trashers? For the Trashers, yes. Mm, I I saw Jim Slater was on the bench walking off the ice. but His one season with Atlanta, Max Afinaginoff. Oh, yeah, okay. And do you know how many points number 61 had for Atlanta that year? 27. 61. Did he really? He did. It was too easy. (laughs) I should have said 61. Good season for Max. Pretty good season for Max. I'll tell you this. You go down the list of players on that roster, Mm -hmm. you know, like Bobby Corkum, former Sabres. He played for Atlanta. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm looking here at the game that was at home opening uh, of the 2001-2002 season. Yeah. Uh, Nat Dominic Kelly. Oh, gosh. Uh, I remember him. Patrick Stefan was there. 
Everybody knows what he did with that uh, that empty net with the yeah, but that wasn't with Atlanta. No, no the, the with problem the with Atlanta Stars. was drafting him as high as they did because uh, because the never... Sedins came well, up for yes. second and third after yes. that. Can you imagine? Oh, I know, mastermind Brian Burke. Yeah, it was quite the story. Um, Derek Roy, by the way, there was one super lopsided game in Buffalo Atlanta history, and that 10-1 win in January of 08 featured two hat tricks for Buffalo. Drew Stafford had one, and of course. Derek Roy had the other because that's what he did. Padded his stats against the Thrashers as part of, uh, you know, establishing himself as part of Sabres folklore for sure. All right. We've been teams of the day through the month of August. Alphabetically, we were able to squeeze in Anaheim, Arizona, Atlanta today. Marty might have some uh, one word responses to those experiences and or anything else league wide as we continue on Sabres Live right after this WGR Sports Radio 550 MSG. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 